Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of A Contagious Smile, where every smile tells a story. We have Chris with us today, who is a filmmaker. I can't wait to talk to him about that. He's the author of When Your Mind Screams. It is a fantastic book that can be found on Amazon. He has battled so many different things from anxiety and panic on his own, and he has come up with an amazing toolbox that I'm hoping we can dig into today. Chris, thank you so very much for finding time to be on here with us. No, I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited to uh, to uh, have a chat with you, and, and hopefully we can help some of your listeners. I hope so, too. So your book, When Your Mind Screams, what was the reason that you decided to write this? What was behind it? You know, I, I, I started experiencing anxiety when I was probably my late teens, um, you know, right during high school, kind of transitioning into um, college. Um, I didn't know what was going on. I was kind of freaking out. Um, I didn't really have the support, the emotional support from my my mother and father. Um, I really felt like I was on my own and my sister was going through her own struggles. So um, so college really was when I was this kind of the storm, you know, just be, just exploded, you know, the, the, um, trying to figure out what's going on, going to see a psychiatrist, you know, he told me, he kind of said, oh, you have panic disorder. And I was like, oh my God, like he told me I had panic disorder. And it was the most relieving thing I'd ever heard because I was like, someone put a, even though now I'm like labels are, I don't like labels. But it for me, it was like, this is other people are struggling with this and it's it's treatable, you know, and so <clears throat> struggling for years and years and years, um, you know, uh, probably about five, six years ago, I went through a pretty dark period and I just started journaling and I just started writing. I mean, I was journaling, but not this was a little different. This is more related to um, uh the anxiety, specifically the anxiety and just like dumping this stuff out there. And then I was like, you know, I wonder if this could help people in in some way. Um, and, you know, not, I think also the other thing I realized when I was younger is that um, for me and my pride and my ego and in being a man, it wasn't, um, the anxiety disorders were more um, prominent in, in, in women, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was a big thing. So I kept everything hidden. Yeah. And when I started journaling and looking at what I was journaling, I was like, maybe I could blog, maybe I could do this, maybe I could do that. And then I'm like, why don't I write the book that I would have loved to have had when I was younger? You know, um, something not the clinical books are fantastic. There's a bunch of them, how your mind works, the amygdala, all that stuff. But that's all great. And you can have all I can have all that logic. But to actually heal, it's a different path. Yeah, you know? it's a firsthand like recollection of what happened versus the textbook explanation. Exactly. exactly. Which makes a huge difference. You don't right. have to have a doctorate to, but you know, like I tell people all the time, I personally would rather talk to someone who's been through it, even though I don't want them to go through it because they understand in a way. Like I don't put out there anywhere that I have my doctorate because 
you anybody you know you can read a book but it's different to go <clears> through <throat> it and you have a much clearer understanding like you have a doctorate of hard knocks when it comes to anxiety and panic so you've got one as well and it's just a label that's why i don't put it on my stuff it's it, i mean it's just a label so you wrote this book to give people an insight of what it's like for an actual individual to go through all this that's what makes your book stand out so much more cuz you use your own creative lens in this um to show how you had your own way of working through and, and dealing with the response of anxiety. What tools did you create for your own toolbox in order to help you get through all this? Well, the first, you know, when I first, again, when this all first started coming up, I, um, I kind of got into, it wasn't really accidentally, but I was, I wandered into a, like a, a bookstore, but also they, you know, sold records and in, in, in CDs back then when they were selling those. Um, and I was, a, a guy at the store steered me towards some, um, uh, this really wonderful music that I could meditate to. So, and I know you hear a lot about meditation nowadays. I mean, it's become so prominent back then. It really wasn't. Um, so I started looking into, uh, really how could I just calm my system down, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the moment. And, Obviously, at first, that would require me to do that on my own in a quiet place, you know, um, and then I could take that in, in into the world. You know, if I'm in a stressful situation, I could kind of calm my system down. But to recently, what um, kind of what I did with the book was I was trying to figure out all the things that I've done, um, you know, therapists, psychiatrists healers, you know, astrologers, like all this stuff I did, I, I tried to figure out what were the commonalities between all of them, that the advice that they would all give me. And it really only came down to a handful of things. And so for me, it's like, how can I simplify this for people? And when I say simplify, it's what can I, what are the simple tools I could give someone? Um, the practice is to do it. These things sound simple, but it's not easy, right? It's, it's, you have to like kind of do something on an everyday basis um, to keep the, um, you know, like anything else, you stop going to the gym, you stop doing this, it, it kind of falls apart. So the number one thing, um, and I think that it is important for so many areas of, of your life and your physicality and your, and you know, the, the, the thoughts that are going through your head is, is breath work, some sort of breath work. And <clears throat> that could be a simple, um, Andrew Weil, who's like a, um, he's a, I think he was a functional medicine doctor, um, but he's done so many different things. He has this breath, it's called the four, seven, eight breath. And it's, it's so simple. And it's, you take four breaths in, you hold for seven breaths, and then you release for eight breaths. And it, you do that three or four rounds and it really calms your system. Cause I think if you can't get into a, a really calm state um, or just less than the state that you're in, if it's anxious, if you're in an anxious state, um, you can't really do anything. You can't right. really take the next step. Right. And so um, I think some sort of breath work, which I get into in, in the book, you know, um, different things that you can do, um, uh, that, that would be the number one thing, is to have some sort of breath practice, um, whether that's energizing or whether that's calming. Um, and, and the other great thing about breathwork that I found is that you really start to feel your body, right? Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know if you've, I'm sure from your experiences and all the horrific things that you've been through, there's a disassociation that happens, right? There's Absolutely. a, um, you leave your body, right? And so for anxiety sufferers, I think that, that you feel that, you know, you feel that come up in your body, you feel the, the anxiety, the panic. And what I do is I run to my head. How can I fix this? How can I do this? And I go to the place that is not the place that's been helping me. You know, it's the place yeah. that, that where the anxiety starts. So, um, so you, you feel your body more, it calms your system and, um, and it's huge. It's huge. Absolutely. Have you ever tried sound therapy? Yeah, I have, you know, I have, I've, I've done, I don't know, like, I know there's different types, yeah. but I did, I used to do this. Um, I think I actually spoke about it in the book. Uh, there was a, um, a process where I laid on this bed and I was kind of, it was almost like put in like a cocoon, like covered in a cocoon. And then they had all these speakers around me and underneath me. And there was a certain tone that was, that was, you know, played throughout the, um, throughout the, you know, throughout the speakers. And this guy would just leave me for 45 minutes and come back. And I was like, you know, I just trusted the process. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're talking about or? A little bit. I was very skeptical. Honestly, I met a gentleman named Matt Aponte, who was like an amazing, amazing person. And I used to listen to the Calm app and I was like, yeah, it's kind of, you know. Um, and when I interviewed him, he was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a certified NLP and this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I was talking to him and, and he said, you are my ideal patient. And I said, what? And he's like, yeah. And, and he actually has his own app and he creates the sounds specifically for you. Mm. And he works with trauma and he works with anxiety and he works with panic. And he said, just give me a chance. Let me help you. And so I've been working with him now for I think this is my sixth week and it is night and day different. It really is. And mm -hmm. he's such a stand-up guy. Um, he actually opened up his app for all of our family of a contagious smile and he's given them 30 days free full access um, to wow. the app he created. And he will work with any of them who, or any of our family members, because everybody with us is considered a family that he will work with them and help them create their own individual frequency. And he does the breathing and he does it with you. Like he actually goes wow. through it and does it with me. So different. So, I mean, I'm happy to give you that link if you want. It's 30 days free. Um, Absolutely. No, there's no like requirement to do anything. You don't have to stay with it. I live by it. Now, I, I've honestly, Chris, if I don't listen to it, I feel as if I'm missing something in my day. Wow. Um, Absolutely then, send it to me. Yeah. Definitely. And then not only that, but then he created an eight hour one for me that I listen to while I'm sleeping. Well, I don't sleep for eight hours, but it it's and he asks you, what do you want to hear? Is it brainstorm? Is it fire? Is it this or that? And then he makes it and it gives you positive affirmations within it um, the whole time. It's so relaxing and peaceful. The, the first one I got was 36 minutes and one second. And I would listen to it in the bath at night and and he would do every second of it with you, Chris. He was like, okay, take a deep breath in. And then everything he did with it. And I started to like really feel such a release of toxicity within me. Mm. And it was shocking because I was skeptical about it in the beginning. And now like, I, I absolutely swear by it. And so he he's such a nice guy down to earth and he listens, which I think is a big difference because today it seems like when you go to somebody 
they hear you, but they're not listening to you. Mm. And that's the opposite. So yeah, I will make sure I send send that to you because it's just amazing. And and when you find something that works, you want to pass it on to other people to help them work. But that's just, it's an amazing process. So yeah, that's definitely a sound therapy is, I think is a huge tool. And you feel, I mean, it sounds like you feel it. Um, it sounds like it's a real visceral body thing too, it right? Is. It is. Yeah. Um, he, he actually asks you questions when you first start with him. If you, if you listen to the app, that's the app. And then you can actually go on and meet with him if you want. And he um, initiates everything individualized towards you. And it's amazing because I was, like I said, Chris, I was skeptical. I was like, mm. um, but he was, for instance, he would say, okay, I want you to close your eyes. And he puts you in a meditated state. He actually takes you to one. And then he says, okay, I want you to think of like one of the most horrific moments in this period of time of your life. Like he'll give you an age span mm -hmm. and then he'll say, I want you to tell me how you're feeling and where it is. He doesn't ask you to tell him what the, the, motion is or the the emotion you're feeling i mean sorry the the memory you're feeling and i was like i feel like really heavy in my chest like i can't breathe and he was like that is your heart and that is grief and mm. it's exactly what i was thinking about and so he uses like the chakras and all the stuff i didn't understand and it completely like you feel lifted from it you feel there's a meditation to it there's i mean it's just i could go on and on it's amazing it's wow absolutely. it sounds fantastic and yeah. you know i'm i i i touch upon it very uh a little bit in the book about um trauma therapy yes. which again i'm sure you're experienced with and what i've realized um what i really realized probably within the past past five six years is that just like the famous book, The Body Keeps the Score, it is in the body. Yeah. Exactly what you said. Like, you know, when I when I do these sessions, it's it's the therapist knows immediately when I go to my head. She's like, that's coming from your head. Just go back into the body because that is the escape route, right? right. And so, and I noticed some listeners, it might sound a little woo woo and a little kind of weird yeah. because it was for me. I'm like, I want answers. I want one, two, yes. three. And I want to like do those things where this is like, you sit there, you ask questions and you let the body kind of respond. Mm -hmm. And it's been a game changer for me. And I think that um, all the tools I have in the book, I think are prerequis prerequisites. I think you can, they all work together. Everything right. works together. But what you're talking about, the sound therapy, um, all getting back into the body and trauma now has also become a big buzzword. I mean, you hear more people talking about it because I think that there's, you know, you think that it has to be something as horrific as you've gone through, right? Yeah. It could be the way your dad or mother just looked at you in one moment and that created an imprint, right? right. And so there's a, there's a, there's a vast kind of um, spectrum of, of trauma and what it can look like. And um, for instance, I had a, I had a car accident, very serious car accident when I was younger. And um, I just did some work on it recently. And I was kind of uh, asleep at the wheel. I had been, I mean, I look back and I, it's, 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 I, I, I can't believe it actually happened. And I can't believe that I was drinking and I was on other chemicals and, um, and I went through this process and really realized how that um, affected me down the road outside of some of the developmental trauma I had. Right. This was like um, 
I, I used to get this recently, I've gotten this almost like claustrophobic feeling, which I never had before. And I was like, well, I was trapped in the car, you know? And so again, it lives in the body and, um, and, uh, but yeah, that sounds wonderful. I love, and, and I love music and sound, you know? Yes. It's fantastic. I mean, like I tell you, I've become addicted to it. And if I don't have it, you know, and he says, you know, just listen to this at night when you go to sleep. And now I listen to the one during the day. And then I listen to the one at night. And I'm telling you, if I go so far during the day and I haven't listened to it, I I start like, okay, I got to get this in. I got to listen to it because it makes a difference. And I've actually caught myself now, like when I'm doing some of these interviews and I'm helping these people and I'm working with like a mom who has just been viciously attacked, it does, there are triggers. And so I catch myself doing the breathing that he's taught me and it helps me because I want to help them. And I don't want what I went through to hinder me from being able to help them get out and realize they're worth fight. They're worth fighting for. So he has just moved mountains for me. And I agree a thousand percent from someone who was like, what is this? You know, is this really going to work to, oh my God, this really is going to work. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make a huge difference and it does teach you other ways to handle certain situations. I've never been someone who yells or anything like that, but if you get like tired or anything of that nature, which we all do, I mean, you just automatically find yourself doing those breathing exercises that he teaches you and it just comes naturally. It's a second, it's like a second thing. It just happens. Yeah. And, and again, it, it, it brings you into your body. I mean, a lot of times they'll say, you know, focus on the breath. Um, and, and, and usually that can be your nose or your chest going in and out, but it does kind of settle yourself into your body. And of course there's going to be moments when, which I also speak about, it's like, there's going to be moments where none of that's going to work, right? It, right. It's you're so jacked up or, you know, your mind's rolling and, and to some, it's not for every moment, but there are I would say the majority of the time you can bring yourself back to a grounded place mm-hmm. just by simple, some sort of simple breath work that you tailor for yourself. Like you said, you kind of, he's, he's tailoring things for you and yeah. your specific needs, which is great. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. What would you like your reader to come out with when they finish your book? Um, You know, I think that it's, it's, you know, we were talking before we got on here and we were talking about, um, I think you were talking about the support, the lack of support that some of this family that they they weren't getting. And my sister, you know, I've seen it with my sister and her, you know, her mental illness struggles and not, you know, the mental health system is broken. Very much so. And there's not, and on some level I can understand it, um, uh, because there's just not enough bodies, there's not enough people to, and and, and sometimes there's a cost involved. Um, but out here in California, you know, people aren't getting the help they need. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's really horrible. And I think that, so what that looks like now is um, we have to do our own work. You know, we have to, you know, dig in. And, and I think one of the messages of the book, um, a couple important messages I think of the book are first thing is it's not the anxiety. It's not, and you could put, you could plug things in there, depression, um, you know, other sorts of things we struggle with. It's not the actual anxiety, right? It's not the mind running. It's not the things we're feeling in our body. It's how we react to it. Right. Right. It's how we re because we do react. We don't respond. And that was huge for me knowing that, okay, this is really uncomfortable, but I don't have to engage with it. I can, and it, it's hard. I, I, I it admit it's very hard, 
But that would be the first thing. So you have more power than you believe that you do. I mean, for a long time, I just let the anxiety run me. I was trying to manage it all the time. Like, I just want to feel better. I'm not going to go to this event because I'll feel better or I'll have a drink or whatever. So it was just managing it, just keeping it like at bay, right? Now it's how can I lean further into it, right? Right. right. Like, how can I... Um, engage with it and and know that I'm going to be okay. My body's going to get be okay. I'm not going to snap. Um, those are so, so engaging it, leaning into it and knowing that, um, in, in, which would involve re how we respond. I mean, those are the, those were the biggest ahas I've had recently. And, and it's really, um, it's really changed my life. And again, sometimes it's really uncomfortable and I'm like, oh, it feels like even in some, I've been in some podcasts and I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting to feel like, you know, I'm starting to feel anxious or whatever and just let it be there. Right. And, and again, I know it sounds easier. Um, it's easier, um, said than done. Um, but those would probably be, probably be the biggest things and that you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. When I, when I, first started feeling this, I was like, I'm broken. Something's wrong with me. Um, I'm a POS, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, you got to be kind to yourself because there's nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong. If you had a, a broken arm, you would go to a doctor, you would go get that fixed. You know, you would have someone help you through that. Right. So it, it's no different. I mean, it's just, it's another part of your body. It's the mind. Right. in the body. So yes. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly the mentality that people need to use, but don't have an idea how to use it. So they don't know even where to begin to get to that point. And so that's why I love your book, because it talks about it from a first hand perspective versus a textbook. And I mean, yeah, the textbook's great, but some people don't have the mindset of understanding the the medical terminology. And, you know, it just seems so like, non-specific it's not personalized it's just so generic when you pick up that book yours is not i mean you're doing a firsthand you know accountability of what you went through and how you went through it and how you came through it which is such a huge difference it really is yeah and you know it's also um you know when i when you say came through it like i still struggle like i want people to know that it's not one of the other things as I say, it never goes away hundred percent. I mean, people right. without anxiety disorders, you know, the label, they still struggle with anxiety. They have moments in their life when they struggle. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's never going to go away, but it's, it's, it's the way you dance with it. It's just a different relationship now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's, and it, it almost becomes, it, there's a curiosity I have around it now. You know, it's like, why, hmm, why am I feeling this now? Instead of like, oh my God, I'm feeling that again, you know? Right. And then, yeah. um, and then the other thing is, is, is simple as we can keep this, the better, right? You know, there's, there's Dr. Google, you know, I can get yes. online and I can find every horrible answer I want to find immediately. Um, don't go there, you know, don't go there. That's, that's a thing you don't need to do that you don't, you don't need that. It's, um, it's a, uh, it's really something that I think that people can work with on their own. Generally, again, there's people who are in an extreme, you know, there's medications that can help for a short period of time. All that stuff is, is part of the, part of the mix. But I, I, I was on medication at one point, I found that I didn't need it. And, and now, um, 
just using utilizing different tools, mm-hmm. you know. How's your sister? She is fantastic now, you know, and it's it's um as I uh you know, the book was more of uh it was a hybrid. It was kind of like a memoir how-to. Yeah. Um a lot of people don't know me, so the memoir thing is I put it in there, like you said, so people know, look, this is what I went through. And if I went through this and you went through some version of this, you can come out the other side as well. Right. Right. And so she, you know, when I wrote about in there, um, I wasn't blaming my sister, but I said, this is what I dealt with. You know, um, my father passed away when I was younger. I had to take on the responsibilities for my mother and my sister who both struggle with various, um, you know, uh, I, I, my sister struggles with, with many different things. And now within the past year, she's really turned her life around. And I was like surprised. And and I actually told her, I go, you know, if, if, and when I do this next version of the book or another book that I really want to speak to the remarkable turnaround that she Good did, her. and we're actually having a relationship now, instead of me being her surrogate parent, yeah. you know? Um, so it's wonderful. Yeah. Good for her and good for you. Yeah. 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 What's the age difference between you two? Three years. Oh, wow. You had a lot to take on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and she, I think she's starting to have a, um, an understanding of what happened and it's in, and I think reading the book, she really understood the impact it had on me. Right. Um, but, you know, she's now dealing with, you know, she had some abuse because she, I told you she was on the street. She yeah. was um, dealing with the PTSD and all sorts of other things that happened to her um, um, on her journey, but in a remarkable way. She's really become, um, uh, yeah, it's just a remarkable turnaround. Wow. Good for her. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. Yeah, so, you can find if you go to my website, which is uh, ChristopherGladis.com, um, everything is linked to there. Um, obviously, you can go to uh, the Amazon link is in there. The When Your Mind Screams, um, just plug it into Amazon. You'll find it there. Um, I'm building my socials now. Like that's something I never did before, but I have that all kind of looped into um, you know, the book and my filmmaking. And so, um, but my website probably is the, is the best place to go. And that'll link you to to every other place. That is fantastic. Can I get you to come back on again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. You're doing wonderful things. I mean, I, I, I knew a little bit about before we got on, but some of the stuff you told me before we got on the call, uh, on the podcast, I mean, pretty amazing. So congratulations for all that, for everything you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we will have you back. Definitely. Thank you so much.